Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Would you be the jerk for being brutally honest to a friend? We'll get into that in a bit, but first... Am I the jerk for not buying a new graduation dress? I, 17-year-old female, bought a champagne-colored grad dress. I go to a small school, so high school grad and prom are the same night slash same dance event. So this is a formal prom dress. A couple from my grade just got engaged and announced they're going to get married the weekend after graduation. The problem is the bride-to-be is planning to wear white to prom and asked that I get a new dress because mine is too bridal and would take away attention from her. I told her no and her and her friends are being really mean and hostile towards me. Am I the jerk? It would be timely and costly to sell mine and buy a new dress and I really love the one I bought. In no way does she have any right to declare any kind of rules to a school events prom. She's not going to be able to enforce some don't wear white dress code at the school event. How big of an ego does this person have? OP is definitely not the jerk. Also, hi. I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, would I be the jerk for refusing to not accept a potential roommate even when my other roommate is uncomfortable with him? I, 19-year-old female, am a student and live in my grandparents' apartment. They're currently retired and don't live there anymore. The apartment is a beautiful two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment in the center of the city near most universities. One of the bedrooms is huge and actually has a sort of division made to create a home office space. It's almost too much space for only one person, and two people sleep there comfortably. We have a deal with my grandparents. I can live there for free while renting the extra room for two other roommates and take care of the whole process, and whatever I make by renting goes to my grandparents. A thing about me is I'm quite girly and my apartment shows it. A lot of my furniture is pink. By the end of last year, both of my roommates finished their degrees and stopped living with me. I accepted another roommate, but when we were finishing the process of her moving in, there was a major plumbing disaster in my building that left one of the bathrooms unusable. I talked to her and asked her what she wanted to do, that I could reimburse her with anything she'd already put into the apartment, and she refused and said she didn't mind using the bathroom that's in suite with my bedroom. I agreed. I told her because there's only one bathroom, I wouldn't be looking for another roommate until the issue was resolved. So she would have the bedroom to herself for a while, but after that she would have to share a room. She said she was okay with that. The bathroom took longer than I expected to be fully fixed, but it had been fixed for about a month now. I started the search for another roommate, and last week I interviewed a boy who matched all the requisites I was looking for. He was 21 also a student, and had a very positive review from her former tenant. He also studied to be a chef, which is a nice plus. When I told my roommate that I was planning on making him the third roommate, she seemed disappointed and eventually sat me down, and told me she didn't feel comfortable with sharing a room with a man, and that she sort of always expected the third roommate to be a girl because of how my apartment looks. She didn't expect a man to want to live here. I sort of understand where she's coming from. I've lived with men my entire life and feel comfortable around them, but I can understand why she wouldn't. 
At the same time, I never agreed to only accept other girls or that she could have a say in who would be the third roommate. I could look for another female roommate, but it would take a lot of extra time in turning down a perfectly fine potential roommate who's really looking forward to living here. Would I be the jerk if I still accepted him? I think this is a little bit of a fuzzy situation because in a bubble, you would think maybe it wouldn't matter so much, you know, they agreed to it. But at the end of the day, your roommate is female and... I don't really blame any woman for feeling uncomfortable about the prospect of sharing a room with a man they don't know. I just don't think it's right whether or not you do have the right to push the situation on them as opposed to looking for a female roommate. Am I wrong here? This next story is, am I the jerk for making my son quit his part-time job to go on our family vacation? My husband and I have three children, a 16-year-old son and two daughters, 13 and 10. Our son got a part-time job as a lifeguard at a pool back in March. We live in South Florida, so the pools are open pretty much always. It was a good job for him. He liked it and was happy to have the money. The issue was, his boss was a jerk about giving time off. Our family takes a yearly vacation to this little beach house we rent for a year. We've always done this since the year I was pregnant with my son. Of course, the kids all love it and look forward to it. Well, my son told his boss about the week when he signed up but because that was only six weeks after he started there, he denied it. We made it clear he was still going. It's just a part-time job and there are a million of those. He protested, but we made him go and his boss fired him. He was furious the entire time. He refused to do any family stuff or listen to us, so he was grounded when he got back. It's not that we don't trust him to stay home alone or anything like that. We just don't want him to prioritize work over family especially some weekend job. He found a job at another pool two weeks later, so it's not like it impacted him in any way, but he still holds a grudge about it. He claims we didn't respect his choices, and he's right, we don't respect him trying to choose his job over family time, though we don't hold it against him since he's just a teen. What is the worst possible way to make your child ever want to spend time with you for a thousand, Alex? I think anybody who's even been mildly angsty as a teenager understands the last thing that inspires you to want to hang out with your folks is your folks forcing you to give up on stuff you want to do in order to hang out with them. I just don't understand how you can say it's prioritizing his work over family when they're 16 just getting into the working world and hadn't worked there for even 6 weeks yet. Our next story is, am I the jerk if I put in an offer on the same house as a friend? My wife and I are planning to buy a house. We were out with a realtor and some friends. We weren't really looking in this neighborhood, but our realtor said she knew of one we might like. I should mention that one of our friends is also looking to buy a house. The realtor ended up taking us to one that this friend had already seen and was planning to make an offer on, but was waiting on his agent to get the paperwork together to submit. We saw the house and my wife loved it and was getting super excited. We all left after the viewing and went to our separate homes after. My friend's offer was submitted. My wife and realtor convinced me to put in an offer, a little over asking just to see what would happen. My friend's offer was initially accepted, but after receiving our offer, it was withdrawn and ours is being accepted. Yeah, this is the kind of thing that causes somebody to never speak to you again. If you knew your friend was interested and that they had submitted an offer, it's a little conflicting if the house is like the perfect one for you and you kind of want it, but it's kind of a dib situation so it's either that friendship or the house and you will forever be known as the jerk that stole that house from them. 
Our next story is, am I the jerk for ruining my dad's chances of winning my mom back? My 25-year-old female parents are getting divorced after 24 years of marriage. My mother was basically cheating on my father for months before he found out. I put cheating in quotation marks because my dad was a horrible husband, so I was actually happy she found someone else. Once my mom said she wanted to separate, my dad completely changed. He said he didn't want her to leave, begging her to stay, saying he will change. He actually got on medication for his depression, started being more affectionate, and asked for couples counseling that he said my mom agreed to do. One day, I go to my parents' house, and my dad says he wants my help winning my mom back. We're in the backyard, and my mom's in the house. I told him no because I want what's best for her, and he's not it. He said that he has severe depression and saying that he's bad without acknowledging how depression can affect a person isn't right. He said he was disappointed because if the genders were reversed, I would admonish him for cheating and breaking the vow of marriage. Now this is where I might be the jerk. My dad is doing everything he can to win my mom back. So I said that while I won't help him, I wouldn't interfere in his plans and would stop talking about him with her. Me and my mom talk a lot about how crappy of a husband my dad is. At one point in the conversation, he says, in a calm tone, I know you're not going to like this, but I'm going to say it anyway. When one parent gives you gifts and takes you on trips and buys you things, of course you're going to side with them, even if they're wrong, because you don't want to lose that. This made me so angry. I have a genuine friendship with my mom, whereas even though my dad was a fantastic father, stay-at-home dad, gave us everything we ever wanted or needed, I don't necessarily enjoy being around him. I hang out with him sometimes out of obligation, but it's very forced, and I know he can tell, and he's told me this hurts him in the past. I basically went off saying freak you and how dare you and that he had no right to question my character, and the reason I like mom more is because he's no fun, unmedicated, he's rude and rigid, and it has absolutely nothing to do with money. I am screaming, but up until this point our convo was calm and we were almost whispering so my mom wouldn't hear. My dad keeps trying to shush me, but I don't let up. I go to my mom and tell her what he just said, and he keeps looking at me saying, why are you doing this to me? I can't believe you're doing this to me, we were just having a calm conversation. I say I'm leaving, and my mom gets in the car with me. Later my dad says that after my blow up, my mom no longer wanted to go to couples therapy. Am I the jerk for blowing up and making it harder for my dad to win my mom back? I just think the history here is already enough to dictate that this probably was never going to work out. I'm assuming this was already teetering and tottering in a way that, as much as they want to put in effort in the ninth hour, it was probably going to tip over the cliff anyways. Honestly, I just think OP's mom finally had an excuse enough to say that this is finally it. You know, this was their out let alone the fact that I don't think OP was wrong for any of what they did. Our next story is, am I the jerk for calling my ex a deadbeat in front of his family? I, 41-year-old female, have a daughter Sam, 14-year-old female, with my ex-husband Brian, 44-year-old male. We divorced when she was four. Brian made a real effort to be a good father for the first couple of years after our divorce, but then pretty much overnight he seemed to lose interest in her. He stopped coming to parent-teacher nights, never came to any of her sports games and stopped asking about them, refused to pay child support, which I eventually stopped asking for, I have a well-paying job, would forget to pick up Sam on days he said he would, stopped asking to see her at holidays, 
On the rare occasions he remembered to pick her up, he would try and smooth everything over by buying her expensive gifts. And it worked for a really long time, but it started to wear off now and Sam's starting to see through it. Sam has maintained a very close relationship with her paternal grandparents. Sam is a very accomplished field hockey player and represented our country internationally recently. And it's likely that she'll be on the world championship team later this year. We returned two days ago, and yesterday her grandparents wanted to take her and the rest of the family to lunch to celebrate. Brian showed up 45 minutes late, didn't apologize. His parents were surprised and told him to behave. As Sam was recounting her time and summaries of the matches to her grandparents, Brian interjected and belittled her performance because she only scored one goal. Sam burst into tears and ran to the bathroom. I comforted her and she asked if we could go home. I agreed and told her to wait in the car while I got our stuff. When I returned to the table, Brian was defending himself against his parents and I snapped. I told him he was a deadbeat and recounted all of the things mentioned above and that I wouldn't be surprised if Sam cut some loose one day. Our daughter is wonderful and does not deserve to be treated like this. His parents seemed shocked as he clearly had given them the impression that he's a good father. He threw a tantrum and stormed out. I apologized and left money for half the check with his parents. Since then, Brian has sent me several messages and his parents texted to say they don't appreciate the scene I caused in the restaurant. I don't think I did anything wrong, but my parents agree with them, so maybe I did. Am I the jerk? OP shouldn't have had to have done that because he shouldn't have created the whole thing to begin with. I think it's very easy for all these people to say, OP, you shouldn't have acted up. But if they were in OP's position and they experienced what OP experienced, they'd probably do the same thing. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my son he needs to grow up a little and stop refusing to see his ex-girlfriend? My son is 26 with a beautiful 8-year-old daughter. He and his ex-girlfriend were both 18 when she came around, and she was definitely a little surprised. Despite the circumstances, my son really stepped up. He got a good job and eventually got them a nice apartment. They were together for almost three years, but she just wasn't ready to be a mother, and she ran away with some other boy. She wasn't a bad girl, she just wasn't prepared to be an adult. This devastated my son, but he found his feet. My granddaughter was still very young, so she never had strong memories of her mom. He's been a single father since then and it's still a sore spot for him. Yesterday, my son comes by my house incredibly upset, saying that his ex-girlfriend came to see them. She said she was sorry for leaving like she did and just wanted to see him and her daughter. My son said he told her not to come back and shut the door on her. He was basically in tears telling me this. I told him he needed to calm down and act like an adult about this. She wasn't asking for anything but to talk and the least he could do was hear her out. I tried to tell him that he couldn't refuse his daughter a chance to connect with her mom, how good this could be for all of them, but he was a complete mess. He couldn't even talk to me, just stormed out. I've called, but he won't answer. I understand how hard this is for him, but this isn't... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Some evil, malicious woman, and it sounds like she's coming from a place of real remorse. I was just trying to help him think clearly, but it feels like he just won't be rational here, and it's starting to affect his and his daughter's life. While I kind of understand where OP's coming from, they don't want to see the parent be completely shut off out of an opportunity to reconnect. The way OP handled the situation was pretty poor, and I think they basically dumped and dismissed all of the feelings their son was expressing, and I think that would make you the jerk for sure. Our next story is... Am I the jerk for being annoyed at my girlfriend after she turned off the power during her cooking while I was gaming? I, male 24, have been dating Helen, female 22, for two years and we moved in together two months ago. This is my parents' old second home. My parents gave it to me when I moved out of the family home five years ago. Helen and I are very happy with this house because it's comfortable and well located. There's just a little problem with the kitchen. There are two ovens, one big and one smaller. The small one works well, but sometimes the big one cuts off the power when it switches off. You just have to turn the power back on the meter. It's not every time, maybe once in five times, but to avoid that, I always use the small oven which was more than enough when I was living alone. When Helen moved in, at first we took turns cooking, but she quickly insisted to manage the cooking alone. She thinks my cooking is a bit too basic. Her parents own a restaurant, so I guess she has higher standards and she cooks better than me to be fair. I once suggested that we could cook together sometimes so I could improve, but she doesn't want to because she finds me too messy in the kitchen. I warned her about the big oven and to prioritize the smaller one or to let me know before using the big one. I like to play football manager on my PC before dinner and it would be a shame to have a power cut at this moment. If she tells me beforehand, I can save my game in case of a cut. Two weeks ago, Helen used the big oven without telling me and the power went out while I was playing. I gently remembered her to warn me next time and it's okay. I had saved a few minutes before and everyone can forget or mess up. Yesterday she wanted to make cookies and use the big oven again without telling me. I was playing and I hadn't saved for several in-game weeks, stupid I know, so it was lost. I was annoyed and I asked why she didn't warn me. Instead of apologizing, she said aggressively to get over it, that I shouldn't get upset about that stupid game. After all, cooking the dinner was much more important. I got angry and answered that she shouldn't disrespect my hobbies like that, and she could just enjoy her so much important dinner alone, and I stormed off. I went to visit a friend, 24-year-old male, to vent, and I ended up sleeping there. I told my girlfriend by message that I'll sleep there and it's best to talk tomorrow. My friend thinks that Helen messed up and is in the wrong, but this morning I received a text from a friend of Helen's calling me a huge jerk. After reflecting about it, I start to feel bad. Maybe I did overreact or was completely in the wrong. I think there's just fault on both sides here. I think the real issue is 
get the electrical issue fixed, then none of this would be an issue. But I think both sides are bickering too much at each other. Like, just take a big step back and realize the issue is the electrical issue, OP stuff shutting off, and them making dinner. And just realize how unnecessary this whole blow-up was, and it's both people that contributed to it. The real jerk here will be which one of the two refused to compromise and just move past this going forward. Our next story is, am I the jerk for making parking at hospital awkward for my sister-in-law? I, female 26, have a couple of disabilities, including an amputation and an energy-limiting condition that qualify me for a blue badge, which allows me to park in disabled bays. There are times where I really need it, but I don't use it most of the time because I don't want to take up spaces at times that I don't need them. My sister-in-law, female 33, had to go for a GP appointment and complained to my wife and I about parking being limited at the car park. She asked if she could borrow my blue badge and I told her no and explained that there are laws against it. She said that I was worrying too much. So I went into my own ethical objections to people who don't need the disabled bays using them and she shut up. She ended up parking a few minutes down the road from the GP surgery and my sister-in-law messaged my wife that I shouldn't have forced her to walk so far when she's already stressed. My wife stood up for me and told her to stop trying to manipulate me, but I told a couple of my friends who said that it wouldn't have been a big deal to just lend my badge for a couple of hours and now I'm wondering if I was being overly protective of my badge. I think OP is definitely not in the wrong here in any way, and I think the friends' reactions are just kind of highlighting how little they understand OP's own ethical objections. They just don't care if somebody who has literally a terrible time getting around goes to that place and they don't have any parking spots available. None of those friends see the issue there. It's also such a load of stuff when they say, oh, you made her walk all the way there. It's not like OP took their blue badge away. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not allowing my roommate's boyfriend to park his car in our driveway? This is an am I the jerk, but more of an are we the jerks since it's four of us. I'm an undergraduate college student and live with four other undergraduate college students, all of us 20 to 22 year old female. We have a pretty decent five-bedroom house with a small yard and two-car driveway with a garage, which we use for storage. For a college town, we live in a pretty nice area, but parking can sometimes be a nightmare. All five of us have long-term boyfriends. Four out of five of us have cars. When we moved into the house last summer, we agreed that the driveway spots would go to two of the roommates. Our fifth roommate, A, was one of the roommates that was promised a spot. Unfortunately, she was T-boned just before he moved in and her car was totaled. Even though she really needs one to get to her classes and internship, A's parents didn't want to buy her a new one and she can't currently afford to buy one herself. Instead, she has her boyfriend drive her wherever she needs to go. A's boyfriend parks in the extra spot in the driveway whenever he comes over and he's over for at least 6 hours a day, every day, and sometimes overnight. We, the four other roommates, have asked A and her boyfriend numerous times to park elsewhere, like at least six or seven times. We've talked to both of them separately and together to no avail. No matter the amount of conversations, A's boyfriend continues to park his car in the one remaining driveway spot. This has been going on for almost a year. We, the four other roommates, have all told our boyfriends not to park in the driveway and they've abided by our requests. A sees nothing wrong with the situation, 
as she was promised the spot at the beginning of the summer and she thinks that since they are sharing a car, he has a right to park there. However, since the circumstances just happen to be that she doesn't have a car right now, the other four of us think that if the spot should go to somebody, it should be someone whose name is on the lease for our house, as three of us could really use that extra driveway spot. When A's boyfriend isn't parked there, we rotate who gets to use it. Of course, this rarely happens. It got pretty heated today as one of my roommates came home to see A's boyfriend in the driveway again, and she said that if it happens one more time, she will be calling the police. I really don't want to get the cops involved, but I'm kind of fed up of him parking there and feel a little disrespected that she just won't ask him to move. Maybe I'm just being too harsh. Are we being unfair? Are we the jerks? Yeah, definitely not the jerk, considering they're only parking there when they're visiting and it's not a car that she's actually taking to and from places herself, right? Like, it's only there when the boyfriend stopped over, right? I don't know how much the police would be willing to help in this situation, as it's kind of complex. You know, it's a shared living space, but one of the people say it's okay, the others say no. They might not just want to get their hands muddy with that. I would definitely see what the landlord thinks. This next story is, am I the jerk for assuming my friend was keeping her partner away because I didn't like him when actually he didn't like me? I, 38-year-old female, have known Allie, 40-year-old female, for 15 years. We first met at work when we were single and the youngest people there. We became good friends and socialized together and still do. Allie then met her partner Matt, who she's still with years later. He doesn't share her interests, he's an avid football supporter, UK and very anti the rival football team. Even when he doesn't go to watch matches live, he watches at the pub with male friends. He plays sport with his friends. She's a football widow. She likes going to the theater and to dinner. You'll go to dinner with her but doesn't much enjoy the theater unless it's a serious play. She likes musicals. And she ends up going with female friends. She says she doesn't mind, they aren't joined at the hip and she has plenty of friends and relatives who enjoy going to the theater with her and that she doesn't want to go to football. I wonder. I am known for being brutally honest. When she introduced me to Matt, she asked my opinion and I gave it. I didn't really see them together. I didn't like that he drinks and swears. He has a professional job but isn't very refined, unlike her, and I found him a bit difficult to connect to. At the time, she was hurt but got over it and generally just engineered it so I never really saw him. He was always busy when I organized a party, etc. They now have two young boys and he looks after them when she comes out with her friends. To be honest, more recently my opinion of him has improved. He seems to be a really good daddy to the boys and they clearly adore him. They are also football mad. It took me longer to meet my significant other, Edward, but I now have and we've just gotten engaged. Allie and Matt both attended our engagement party. Edward actually also likes football and ended up getting on really well with Matt. Later, I asked Allie if she'd be up for doing something as couples, as Edward and Matt got on well. She was non-committal. A few weeks later, I tried to arrange something and she accepted for herself, but Matt was busy. I explained I wanted to do something with the four of us when he was free. She kept stalling. I pushed it, maybe I shouldn't have, and she said it wasn't a good idea because he and I didn't get on. I said it was okay, I'd changed my opinion more recently and Edward liked him. She looked surprised and then awkwardly let me know it was because he didn't really like me. She thought I knew. I didn't and I was upset. This was news. 
I asked her why. She was embarrassed but said he found me judgmental and too much. I don't even know what that means. A few other examples as well. I was hurt and told her I had assumed she kept us apart because I didn't like him, not the reverse. She said that we didn't get on, so what difference did it make? I am beyond hurt and did react badly and told her some home truths about him. I regret this now and try to apologize, but she won't return my calls. Am I the jerk? Honestly, kudos to OP's friend for sharing those honest opinions that OP shared with them to their spouse. A lot of people might just try to cover that up. I think the real problem here is OP made a lot of judgments and assumptions without even having met the person. So like, yeah, they're probably not going to get on well if you hear that somebody saying, oh, you aren't meant for your partner and whatnot. It's no surprise they found OP to be too judgmental. Maybe because they were. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my roommate my stripper pole is staying in the living room? A few months ago, I, female 20, decided I wanted to take up pole dancing. I told my roommates Amanda, female 20, and Holly, female 26, that I was thinking of getting one and installing it in the living room, and they said go ahead. Side note, we had no furniture at the time, so this pole was installed in an empty living room. A little while later, since nobody else was getting furniture, I got a couch off Facebook Marketplace. Holly also got a TV for the living room. Right after we got the TV, Holly demanded that we move the pole out of the backside of the living room so that the TV and couch could fit in the corner where the pole already is. I was confused by her request because the couch was already placed close to the center of the living room and there was an outlet available for the TV to go in front of the couch. I asked Holly why she wanted to move it into the corner and she said because she wants a cozy little nook. I told her that the pole is quite difficult to move and install and the pole being in its existing spot gives me enough room. The new spot she suggested would have had me slightly in the way of the hallway and I couldn't tell if there was a stud where she wants to move it to. Because of those reasons, I told Holly kindly that I wouldn't be moving the pole and the couch can stay where it is on the other side of the living room, partly because I own the couch, and since she simply asked me, I'm allowed to say no, she didn't respond well to this. She contacted our rental company and told them we had an unauthorized stripper pole in our unit that no one agreed to. An administrator came to our unit and told me that the pole needed to be removed. I was obviously pissed she snitched on me, So I told Holly if she still wants her cozy little nook, she can get her own couch. I'm restricting her from using mine. Am I the jerk? I mean, I think you should compromise here and work with them a little bit, considering you're not even supposed to have the pole there to begin with. And to be clear, for them to compromise and let the pole even be there in the first place spoke a lot of them because honestly, not a lot of people would want a pole in the living room like that. The fact alone that you could still keep it out there should have been a major win to you. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy am I the jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.